Welcome to the Dynasty Rook Fantasy Football Podcast, your one-stop shop for all things Dynasty. In the game of football, we play chess, not checkers. your host gv cheers cheers Cheers. welcome back to the dynasty rook podcast as always i'm your host gv um today we got a nice little slate of uh folks for you we're gonna go ahead and recap our mock draft 1.0 of rookies which you can find on our website at dynastyrook.com or you can find if you go back at our twitter and instagram at dynasty rook so um as usual i'm joined by our fearless leader, the one and only Dick Richard Navis. Nick, how are you doing? Hello. What's up, Nick? Hello again, how, my friend. How's week four in the quarantine? Surviving? Yeah. Is it week four? I don't even know. <laughs> I don't even know what day it is. I don't know what the date, but you, I know what we're doing, and that's a rookie mock draft, baby. You know what I think we should do in the quarantine? You kind of brought it up last time. Maybe I'll just buy a Rubik's Cube. He said I love Rubik's Cube. He said I like Rubik's Cube. Maybe we'll just get one and learn how to do it in the quarantine. I'm learning how to yeah. cook. I'm going to run a run a marathon, half marathon, you know, trying to do things. Um, but Once you yeah, learn the system, all, you can do it every time. Yeah, that's, we should take this take this opportunity, take this quarantine to uh, scout a bunch of rookies and learn random hobbies. Um, but like Dick yeah. said, we're going to go over our mock draft 1.0. Um Joining us were two of the participants and two of the members of Dynasty Rook. We have yes. uh, Kyle Chapman, uh, our resident uh, doctor. What's up, Dr. Kyle? Chapman. What's up, guys? I'll How's it going? Back. Just living, living the life at home, running, reading. Oh yeah, chilling and scouting, huh? And scouting, <laughs> picking up. Dude, this is scouting too. season. This is scouting season, bro. It's the time to catch up on all that dynasty work that you've been putting up it's literally you could really do in the quarantine that has anything to do with sports that it feels meaningful yeah <laughs> and for you it's nice i mean, we'll talk about this a little later but it's, it's nice for you because your actual team that you support the eagles coincides with your fantasy because you guys are looking at a lot of offensive players oh, this yes. year so um it's cool that you get kind of both perspectives out of you like who do i really want to be an eagle and who all do I want to be my fantasy team? So uh, we'll get into that a little yeah, bit later. Yeah, it's exciting. Um, and then also on the pod today, who we've had on the pod before, I believe, but we have uh, oh yeah, we had him on the pod when he was uh, when he was a new, newly crowned champion. Uh, we the have Arun Salt Ali, Sal Al Guppin back on the pod. How's it going, Arun? What's up, guys? It's good. Sal. I've heard uh, you've been telling me you've been falling in love pretty recently with many people's tapes. How's the scouting going? I can't wait to get into this. My favorite class yet. Seven years into Dynasty. Oh, that, that thing, it's a good it's jumping ridiculous. off point. We, so we did this two-round mock draft, but I just... Yeah, before we kind of get into the mock draft, like, what are you guys' overall views on this? I, I mean, Arun, you, going off what you said, you tell me, you said this is the best class you've seen in seven years of Dynasty? Yeah, top to bottom, the wide receivers, there are so many that would be first-round picks in other years, and we're probably going to get to see maybe four or five this year, but maybe eight have first round grades in other years. So that's Ooh. how this class is. And the running backs, they're elite at the top and there's a drop down, but there's still some players that I think can be valuable assets to fantasy teams, especially in PPR leagues. 
you, and I mean, I think the running backs it comes from a couple of guys not ending up going to the league, right? A couple of guys who went back to school. If those guys had come back, like Chuba and 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 Etn, this class would have just been through the roof. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> imagine so. getting them at like pick one hundred five, one hundred six, one hundred seven. That's wild. Yeah, yeah. It, it, I think it is kind of nice because it it, may, it spreads out the draft a bit. But I mean. I, I completely agree with you. I think Dick told us if you guys should check out Dick's deep dives and wide receivers that we just did. He just he went through the depth of the wide receiver class, uh, and it's it's phenomenal. Kyle, you got any thoughts? Initial thoughts on this class? Yeah, man. Uh, th- I've been doing mostly on the wide receivers. I I dabbled in like the the top end running backs, but man, the wide receiving class just keeps going and going. I was doing like way down the line today and i was like oh my god like i love these guys too you know yeah like Lynn Bowden, more more people. Gibson. there's just so much excitement like all over the place you guys are just athletes yeah you just keep scouting people and then you just keep moving them up the board you're like god how big is the first two tiers it's like unreal. i have to move <laughs> someone out of these tiers it's like tier zero and then tier one and the best part and is so two. many teams could use wide receivers right now yeah, that it's just going to be including your Eagles. Oh, yes. I will get into that. And, and, I mean, that's why our deep dives, our deep dive was so long, but it was necessarily so long because there's so many fucking guys in this class. Yeah. So um, definitely something for you guys to go check out. Please go check out the deep dives that we just put out on the wide receivers. We'll have the QBs and tight ends coming out later this week. And also, please go check out the two round mock rookie mock draft 1.0 we posted. Um, <coughs> excuse me. We had uh, 24 picks in there with some write ups in there, but we're going to give you a little preview on that class um, and preview on the draft. So let's get right into it. Um, the first four picks um, in this draft, our number one pick actually is our sound producer, Taylor. Taylor, say what's up. You're on live today. Oh, hey there, guys. What's going on? Oh, we forgot to introduce Taylor. <laughs> Taylor, <laughs> yeah, welcome to the pod. Oh, hey, hey. <laughs> Taylor, introduce, what day, what day is it today? It's an important day in our nation. Taco Tuesday, baby. <laughs> no, but what else is it? You said you were going to get drunk on the pod tonight. Uh, well, I just had some tacos. That's why I was all excited. But it is also okay. National Beer Day. Ooh. So cheers. Hey. 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 Cheers. Cheers to uh, National Beer Day. Ah, uh, yes. Hell yes. Well, Taylor, you want to tell us who you took with, our number one, with the number one pick in this rookie mock draft? The Dynasty Rook Mock Draft 1.0. Yeah, definitely. So I got, I think it's pretty unanimous with this one with the running backs. We all agree that Jonathan Taylor is next level and elite, um, and he's a monster. So that's who I chose. So Woo! so Taylor, so the, the, the first four picks, Taylor goes Jonathan Taylor out of Wisconsin at one. KFAM goes Jerry Judy, number two out of Alabama. Stratton, our field correspondent, goes CeeDee Lamb, number three out of Oklahoma. And Brian Call Lounge will be doing the QB and tight end pod with us later this week. Um, took DeAndre Swift out of Georgia. So I think a lot of people have those four as a quote-unquote consensus top tier. We all heard on Dick Dives, deep, Dick's Deep Dives. It's hard to say, man. I can't say it all the time. Triple D, the Dick's Deep Dives. We all heard dive. there's, there's some argument. There's some other people in there. But I just kind of want to go around with everyone. Like, who would you take in number one if you had the number one pick today? And, like, do you see... Do you rank these guys one through four for me? Let's start with Arun. Yeah, number one, I mean, I'd take Jonathan Taylor. I'm not going to go against the grain here. Um, he's at 5'10", 226 pounds, and he ran a 4'39". <laughs> that is insane. That is a 99th percentile for a speed score. And this dude averaged over 2,000 rushing yards 
per season in college. Two thousand oh, yeah. average. <laughs> like you know, a prospect doesn't come across like this every day. Um, you couple speed score with ridiculous production, and he his running style reminds me a bit of Nick Chubb. Ooh. He's physical. He's fast. He'll run through you. He has the speed to Bigger. run around you. And the only question marks I'd say that I've heard are two things. One, people complain about his workload. I don't really care. Like, okay, big deal. He's never been hurt. I'm not going to ding him for his workload. And right. the other thing is his catching ability. He wasn't used enough in the passing game. So there's maybe a little bit of worry there because Chubb ceiling took a hit once Kareem Hunt came back. So if he goes to an offense where there are, there's already a third down passing back, that could hurt him. That's still not going to discourage me from taking him, but it may hurt his ceiling. So if he goes to a landing spot where there's just like Tampa Bay or something like that, I just think it's all wheels yeah. up. It's it's almost like though you, you feel like a lot of people are moving to that. A lot of teams are moving to that two running back model. So you almost have to expect that 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 he won't. Obviously, if he goes to Tampa, like he's going to be their guy every down. But you almost have to expect that most other teams his role won't be like as as omniscient kind of threw over throughout the whole thing. But I, I have to agree with you there. So you agree with the Jonathan Taylor at number one, huh? Yep. No question about it. A any, uh, any thoughts on anybody else? Anybody thoughts on different on number one pick? No, Kyle or I, Dick? I agree. I'd take Jonathan Taylor at number one as well. Guy's an absolute ram when you watch him play. He just runs through anyone. Yes. Well, I hope he's not a fucking ram, but yeah. <laughs> Anyways, go on. Yeah. Well, that was, you know, that's not the worst landing spot with Tiger Lee on, but... That's besides the point. 37 touchdowns in, over the past two seasons. Just rushing. <laughs> Not even talking about any catching touchdowns. <laughs> it's kind of like, arguments? Yeah, I mean, I, I totally agree. And it makes it warms my heart that our team at Dynasty Rook knows a generational talent when they see one. Because I've seen this guy, like, rank three or four. And, like, it's just huh. like, what are you looking at? Like, come on, this guy, like, just because he rushes for 2,000 yards three times, now he's not good. But if he did it <laughs> twice, okay, now he's good. But, like, and then, like, tread on the tires is just bullshit to me because you look at Josh Jacobs, he had all the tread because he was not used to Alabama, and they didn't last the whole season. It's the play style, and he has the size to stay durable. Um, and like like Sal said, it's he, he wasn't asked to be or he wasn't asked to catch the ball at wisconsin because he was running for two thousand yards like yeah. just hand him the football and then <laughs> when you get him at the yeah when you get him at the combine he 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 didn't look like the most natural hands catcher but he didn't drop a ball he can catch the football and in my most recent uh nfl mock drafts um we did have a 1.0 check that one out um but the 2.0 i have jonathan taylor going 14 to the bucks Every Ooh. time because it's there's just all the elite prospects are gone at that point. And it's either do you go with a second tier tackle or do you help out the defense that doesn't need that much help? The interior defense alignment are gone. Tom Brady wants to run the football and Jonathan Taylor would complete that Buccaneers team. It, that's i mean I, I i in my eyes that's ideal landing spot arun kyle agree <laughs> yeah yeah no question that'd be nice yeah I, obviously yeah I, I i i think and i think 
John Taylor's kind of landing spot proof almost. Like you said, Arun, it could affect his ceiling or how much he's used. But I think he's good enough a prospect where no matter where he goes, he's still in the in the in contention for the number one pick. Um, so I think we all agree that Jonathan Taylor is the number one running back and number one overall prospect in this class. Yeah. Let's get to the receivers. I know Dick talked about it on the deep dives, um, and he has someone in tier one who a lot of people don't quote unquote consider to be tier one, but we'll get to that soon. Um, in our rookie mock draft, Jerry Judy goes two um, at, to KFAM and CD Lamb goes three to uh, Stratton. Uh, Kyle, Sal, do you have thoughts on uh, who your quote unquote favorite wide receiver is right now in this class? I mean, this is tough. I love both of them. But I personally, if I was going with two, I'd take CD Lamb. Um, he's just so damn exciting to watch. What's his name? TD. Oh, yeah. So, TD Lamb. TD Lamb. Got 25 touchdowns over the past two years, averaging 1,200 yards. Um, this guy can win through contact when he gets the ball. He's just slippery, he's bouncy. Um, I mean, if he pans out as people think he could, he kind of has the play style of DeAndre Hopkins. Um, and I fucking love that guy. So anyway, <laughs> I can get that. Um, I'll, I'll go for it. Uh, I do love Judy though. That guy has the, just the most crisp route running you could even imagine. He's like Disgusting. the wide receiver. Like that's just what you, what you would hope for. Um, he runs, uh, the 40 a little bit faster, only 0.05 seconds faster than CD. It's almost it's almost a coin flip between these two, but I'm taking CD's just more exciting to me. That's what I mean. Me and Arun were talking about this via text because in our in the OG Dynasty League that we talk about all the time, Arun has the second pick, and he told me if I shouldn't give away information, but he told me if JT's there that it's a done Do deal. It. He's taking him, but. Arun and Arun were talking about the receivers, and I know Arun likes CD, especially because he's a Raider fan, and he thinks he's CD's going there, but we were talking about it. It's pretty much 1A, 1B here, right? Or 1A, 1A, right, Arun? Yeah, about a week ago, I had TD over Judy, but in the last week, to me, that's neck and neck. It's a coin flip. I, They're both so good, and I mean, Kyle highlighted on what they both do. I, I'm going to highlight on maybe the small negatives, if I'm going to nitpick. TD has a slider frame for being 6'2". I'm not worried about it, but if there's anything to say about that, and Judy, I would... If he landed at the Jets, I would be a little worried. And the reason I'm saying that is because they have Jamison Crowder with a contract, and he's going to play slot. I want a team to utilize Jerry Judy in the slot. He's a mismatch nightmare. And I, he can win outside, but I think you're going to get mass production, highest ceiling when he goes into the slot because he's just going to run circles around any DB that lines up across from him. Yeah, so just I don't move want him anyway, right? Right, yeah. I don't want him to go to the Jets, but uh, I, I guess... Do you have an ideal spot for him? Raiders. You go to the Raiders. Um, honestly, the Niners. I think, I think he'd kill Eagles. in San yeah. Francisco. Um, with Kyle Shanahan and he schemes players open. You saw what yeah. Debo did his rookie year. I mm-hmm. think the ideal spot from him without a doubt is San Francisco. So you see some, so it sounds like you see some issues. If Judy goes to the jets, um, do you see any sort of issues like that with CD TD? Sorry. I don't know who CD is. Oh, <laughs> uh, I guess not really. No. Yeah. Right. So 
I don't. Are you talking yourself into TD again on the podcast? <laughs> I guess I am. I mean, I think TD would look sicker in silver and black, so that's why I'd pick him. <laughs> I fucking hate the Raiders, but he might look sicker in that. <laughs> Anything you yeah. want to add, Dick? To the to these uh, two, who I think they're I know- definitely close and both in the top tier. The thing that puts puts it over the top for me is CD, uh, TD. Sorry, TD Lamb is a <laughs> hands catcher, and yeah. Jerry Judy is not. And that's you see that come out with Calvin Ridley. You see that come out with Amari Cooper. They just don't have the floor or ceiling because they drop balls. And yeah. I haven't seen that problem with CD at all. He's just a pro, and he has the highest floor for sure of anyone. We talked to we talked about this on deep dives too, right, Nick? The guys like Calvin and Judy, like they don't like hands catching isn't really important for them because they're always open in college. So but when you get open. to that. But when you get to the NFL and guys are faster, stronger, like you're not going to be as wide open. No one's always open in the NFL. It's impossible. Yeah. So yeah. Um, guys like CD who can catch through contact and kind of breakaway speed like that are are, are very, very rare talents. Um, yeah. But I, I agree with everyone that they're both fantastic, fantastic prospects. Um, do you think there's anyone else that we can throw in this top tier, maybe based on landing spot? I, I know... Dick Navis, this is your time to throw your throw your pitch out again. Tell hey, me guy who so you can like, throw in here with this top tier. I guess if we're talking a rookie mock draft, I could see Justin Jefferson getting up in these Woo! top picks based wow, on yeah. because he's definitely a tier one receiver. Um, check out Dick's deep dives because I have Michael Pittman in a very interesting spot in tier one. Um, but I think Michael Pittman, you could probably trade down and still get him. Because other people in your dynasty league value him differently. So I could, the one person I could see jump up here is Justin Jefferson, definitely based on off landing spot. I could also, and, see, I, yeah. and whoever the Chiefs take at yeah. running back, right? Yeah. That's see, I, I was saying, if Dobbins goes to Kansas City, I think he's it's a over. perfect fit there. Yeah. He's a perfect fit. It might fit be there. even 1 1. No, like that, say, I mean, say JT goes to like some backfield that has a guy that can split carries, and then J.K. Dobbins goes to the Chiefs. You could take J.K. at one. And no, I so I took J.K. at five in this mock draft, and he's a guy who can. He's proven he can catch out the backfield. He can do everything. And in, a, in an offense as dynamic as Kansas City, I think if you put even him or a guy that Kyle took at six, Cam Akers, even there too. These are guys that in that offense, if you're especially in a win now mode like everyone on this podcast is thank god it's great to be in the <laughs> isn't it well, it's yes. so much fucking better than rebuilding <laughs> but definitely the landing spot like that too but anyone else Arun, anyone you would throw in the top tier maybe based on landing spot i want to talk about deandre swift we kind of skipped over him and a lot Good. of people have him as the number two running back in this class my intel from research tells me that there's a good chance he might be the first back off the board in the NFL draft. Apparently, the NFL is very high on DeAndre, and it makes sense because they love pass-catching backs. So, he's 5'8", 212, ran a 4'4", 8", and I think he has a very high floor just because of his pass-catching prowess. He might be the best pass-catcher in this class. But what's interesting to me is he's kind of a tweener with his size. He's not small. He's not big. And I would say his upside's kind of, I think he could be a Kamara upside-wise, but I think his floor, he could also be a Shane Vereen, James White. So I'm not sure kind of how to picture him without understanding his landing spot. I don't know. What are your thoughts, Nick? 
or GV or anyone. With, with, with DeAndre Swift, when I first started looking at running backs, his highlight tape is off the charts. His highlight tape is the sickest highlight tape I've seen. Obviously, we talked about you can't just go off highlight tapes, but his his shiftiness, his speed in open field, his ability to break tackles, like his highlight tape to me is more impressive than than JT at times. But I just think the floor and the all-around game of JT is there more. Um, I, I, so you see him in mock drafts going to what? Like Miami and stuff, correct? Yeah. Yeah. You see him? It's just, it, I, I get Miami is such a good opportunity because it's so open. But it's so hard for me to see like what if a guy if a guy goes to a team where there's it's just a shit team. And it makes it so much harder on these guys. I I I, I think he isn't he needs to have a good offense around him. I just he's he's a little bit under I think he's a little bit small. Yeah, he's five eight, um, two twelve. Yeah. I just don't he doesn't have the same like three down, I think, workhorseness that you could see in Jonathan Taylor, right? Um I think I I, I would agree with you that that landing spot is very Even important. Even JK to too. Oh yeah, correct. I I I, I like J.K. But see, you don't, I can't see DeAndre going to like to Kansas City. I just don't. I feel like someone's looking for him to be like their their whole offense, just because he has the ability to do so. Like you said, Arun, he's such a good pass catcher. He has the ability to kind of run an offense. Right. Um, landing spots gonna be very interesting with him. But I I do love his tape though. Any yeah. thoughts, Kyle? Dick? Oh yeah, to me it's it's I, I like Swift, but I just there's no production i know it's georgia and they split carries but it's not like jake Fromm is throwing the ball 50 times a game jake Fromm is a game manager that turns around and hands off the football and you see deandre swift they play 14 games a year which is more than most college teams and he only has 1200 yards seven touchdowns which is a lot, but when you look at like JK, what do you have like seventeen hundred <laughs> yards and like no JK had over two thousand, over two thousand, both him and JT. That's yeah. that's insane, and like I I don't know, I just I I could see someone featuring Swift, but I'm not gonna put all my eggs in a Swift basket because it's unproven. Nice, I haven't seen <laughs> enough, and I it, like you said, if he goes to the Dolphins. It's not going to be the prettiest thing, at least the first year. Um, it's not going to be pretty for a long time, right? So I, I, <laughs> unless they fucking pick two, damn it. Yeah, I can't. I can't bet on a shirt on, on a, something that's not a shirt thing. Yeah, De- DeAndre is someone who it's, it's kind of for me. You kind of put it out nicely. Like it looks nice on tape, the highlights are nice, but just the production that you got from JK and JT is it's through the roof. It's and it's undeniable. Those guys were at big schools. And they put up consistent numbers for three years. Kyle, I know you had something to say too about DeAndre. Yeah, I think it kind of reminds me of the Josh Jacobs situation, but this draft has a lot better prospects in the, in the running back, the elite top tier. You know, you don't get that much, but what you see, you kind of like. I mean, his jab step is so nasty. Yeah. It's one step and just, yes. uh, just every, almost every highlight, it's, there's one of those. And it's so nice. Yeah. Um, but then we talk about pass catching prowess. He only had 24 catches all year. I mean, Clyde Edwards Hilaire at 55. Just like put yeah. it into over almost double. Um, yeah, Dobbins and JT both have him in the pass catch game, definitely. Yeah. So it could, it could definitely go either way. I mean, Josh Jacobs seemed to work out for the Raiders, a little bit of an injury problem, but he seemed to work out in the limited role that he got. I mean, he is from Georgia. They have had so many good running backs come out of there and kind of limited play time until now. But 
I think it can go either way. It's it, it's tough for me until I see where he lands. Yeah, I I would agree with you that I think right now there's there's a chance that DeAndre can move up and down boards, but like like we said, he's has a lot of talent, so he'll definitely be yeah. someone to see moving forward. I think he could probably. I, I think what we as a collective group are talking about is someone else in our league is going to value Swift higher than us. So we're probably not going to get him, if that makes any yeah. sense. If you have the two pick and someone really likes Swift, trade back to four or five and get your guy. You know what I mean? But I think there's a, a, a bigger window for DeAndre Swift in rookie mock drafts. This These drafts that are so deep give those people who do a lot of scouting a chance to to make moves like that you you dive into your late first round picks and your second round picks and you get your value there that's what the beauty of these dra- these drafts are they're so deep um so those are the top four picks uh let's go through the, the the rest of the first round and see uh what your thoughts are so um five i took jk dobbins at six kyle took cam Akers. at seven Furtick took t higgins who Arun thinks is better than Mike Williams. We'll have to get into that. <laughs> Tom Maurice. Uh, at, at eight, Anton took Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. At you know nine, what his last name Dick, is? Who? Eh. Eh. Oh, eh. Yeah. E-H classic. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Taylor, this is where you're supposed to uh, produce the wah, wah, wah song. <laughs> at nine, Dick took your number one wide receiver. Who is it, Dick? Michael Pittman Jr., baby, out of USC. 6'4", 220. Oh, this is not Dick's tips. I mean, uh, Dick's defense. <laughs> I also have Dick's tips. Catch me on $20 Monday. <laughs> the market is a mess right now. Anyways, at 9, Dick goes Michael Pittman Jr. At 10, Jr. takes Justin Jefferson. At 11, Karn takes Jalen Rieger. And at 12, Arun Rager. takes Denzel Mims, who... Jalen Rager, sorry. At 12, Arun takes Denzel Mims, who in the group chat, Arun was very stoked when he got Denzel Mims at 12. So maybe we'll start with Arun. Arun, what do you like about this kind of back half of the first round? Do you any any guys you really like? Any guys steals you think? Yes, I do think there was a... I think Justin Jefferson at 10 is a steal. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I love oh, he's so Jefferson. nasty. Um, I just think he's underrated. He's not getting enough recognition because he lined up across Jamar Chase, who I think is the best college receiver. Preach. Um, so let's look at his stats. 1,540 yards, 91% catch rate, 18 TDs. <laughs> Let me say it one more time. 18 <laughs> TDs. Like, what do you his mean? Stats are gnarly. His stats are gnarly. He's 21, so he's still young. He's, I think he ran a 4-4. Sometimes yeah, 4 4 And he's still football fast. He's not just combine fast. And he's just a menace in the slot. Like, I can't see any corner covering him in the slot. So with that being said, I would say those are his strengths. His downside is 95% of his snaps were all in the slot. Yeah, so you talked about five, earlier. He only had five snaps out wide, and he had a low A dot, average depth of target. So I know he can win inside. I know people think he can win outside, and I'm not saying he can't, but I haven't seen it consistently enough. So I do think landing spot matters for him. I would love to see him in Green Bay. I think he would demolish there. Devontae on the outside, him on the inside, game over. Jeez, that uh, would be nasty. <laughs> I would like to see him in Philly. I yes. think that's a great landing spot. I just okay. don't want him to go to an offense where they try to just pigeonhole him outside because of his size. But overall, I love Justin Jefferson. I thought it was a steal at 10. Yeah, it sounds like you have that one concern with him, right? That the fact that he'll get forced to play outside and won't get enough time in the slot. Just and like you said, it, it could happen that 
it could be that it works out for him even on the outside but you just haven't seen it from his college production so it it would raise some sort of flags correct 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 uh, Dick, any any thoughts here on this on this uh, on Justin Jefferson or the rest of this back in this first yeah, round? Yeah, I mean, I love Justin Jefferson. Uh, Sal hit it right on the head. This guy is amazing. He is a, uh, I would say he's a possession receiver, but he has the athleticism to be a number one guy. So it depends on how people use him. But I think in PPR, he's a lot more valuable. But he still doesn't have a low ceiling in a real man scoring, which is non PPR. He's just a tier one guy. And if he goes to the right situation, he's going to be one of the top two or three receivers. The guy just so we talk about the rest- like if you watch the oh, yeah. tape, it's just pluck, pluck. Just his catch radius is huge. Everything looks like the easiest catch in the world when they're hard. He'll be sprinting. He'll turn full around, pluck it, keep going. Like it's just a beautiful. And he plucks more than anyone in the NCAA. Yeah. How many yeah. fucking receptions? He had some ridiculous amount of receptions last yeah, year. Yeah, right? he had uh, one hundred eleven or something. Yeah. Yeah, eleven catches. Yeah, pluck, 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 all the way up to one hundred and eleven. That's <laughs> all anyone else ever had. Plucks and Jefferson. Plucks and oh, Jefferson. Oh, I like it. I'm in. <laughs> and he does so. So Justin Jefferson, it. I think we agree, is yeah, a great a little pick here. Ding. Right there. <laughs> Come on, Taylor. Where's the production, bro? Just kidding. We love you, Taylor. <laughs> um, any other, so what? Are, what are any other thoughts here? I, any thoughts on these this next kind of batch of running backs? I know we talked about Dobbins. Any thoughts on Cam Akers yeah, and, and C? I do so, like I, J.K. Dobbins. It does depend where he lands. Definitely in KC, I could see him going at the back of the first round. Even if he slips to the second round, um, I think oh, KC. You said team. if he goes to KC back of the first, back of the first round in the NFL draft. In the NFL draft, yeah, yeah. then he could be like number one. Oh, you think it was um, that early? I took Pittman over Jefferson just because there's no trading in a mock draft. Um, but I probably would trade back a couple spots just to take Pittman. Um, I think Justin Jefferson at 10, like Sal said, is just an absolute steal. And then going back yeah. to Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, before watching his tape, I thought his last initials were a perfect description of him. Eh. But <laughs> I think he does have... I think he is still a little bit overrated, but he does have the skills to be that guy. Imagine if he goes to the Kansas City Chiefs. Yes. Then he's going to be a top five dynasty pick. So it's just like the you can get top tier guys in the back of the first round of rookie mock drafts or rookie yeah. actual draft. Yeah. Watching Edward. Do you like, do you like, and though as so you're right. He's so, and like I look at when I was looking at running backs, like JK, I love D Swift to love JT. Yeah. I love, I even love cam Akers tape. He is shifty behind the line of scrimmage. Yeah. He can get around people. He that sometimes, I, I don't know. I, I don't have his size on me, but I don't know whether it's his size that prevents him from kind of getting through and being a consistent four, four yards of carry guy. But he is a shifty and fun guy to watch when you watch his game film. I just never really got there with Clyde Edwards hilarious. Anyone want to make, want to make the case for him? Eh. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I watched a lot of LSU just cause I've, I've stick to a team that wins me bets. And so I watched them a lot cause they were really good. <laughs> yeah. Hey man, dude, I miss yeah. gambling. <laughs> God damn it. I miss gambling too, man. But he, he's actually has really good vision. He'll wait for the hole to open up. He doesn't just run just like scared. He just, he'll wait for the hole, wait for the hole, and run through it. If you watch his tape, it's I was pretty impressed by it. Um, I thought that that was one of the best things that he had. And obviously, he's a smaller guy, so he's shifty. He's got some good field vision. He's low to the ground, so he's not. He's surprisingly harder to take down than kind of you'd imagine. Um, I think eight might be a little early, but I definitely could see him. Um, 
in a few situations where it could work out and he could be one of the you know top four running backs i know you considered him at six at six you took cam Akers, which i think was the right move you're taking running back there yeah. but i know you considered him there too right but a little too early yeah i did this was kind of before i dove into the wide receivers a lot though um and now that i'm just deep i got i'm deep into the wide receivers right now i don't i can't imagine taking him before you know jefferson or, or rager or Pittman now but i think i definitely think in a right situation he'll he'll stay in the in the first round right around late first middle to late first yeah fair enough to me, I was, also, imp- I was impressed by his pass catching ability. Yeah, um, I, thought gotcha. I thought he was lacking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought it was lacking. As, as tone, his- he can actually catch the ball and run pretty good routes. I'm interested to know what what Sal thinks about. Eh. Well, it has some of the best pass catching stats of any running backs. Correct, <laughs> the best nickname. Yeah, he does. I think he's completely landing spot dependent. Yeah. <laughs> nice. That's like, like there's not much for me to it. If he ends up in a good spot, I'll draft him. If he doesn't, then I'm probably not gonna Is he him. almost a pass catching back? Yeah. That's his true strength. I mean it's kinda of right? that LSU offense was just so historic that you don't know what was just Joe Burrow opened up the game for them so goddamn much yeah. and Jefferson and Jamar Chase that it just made made light work. They had a great offensive line. So it's kind of hard to say, but he he definitely took advantage of his senior year and made a case to be a top, you know, five, six running back in the draft. Yeah. With a guy like that, it's hard, right? Because in the first round, when you take a running back, you want a guy who you can see at least in some vision of your life being an RB. That's what you want. Correct. And so with a guy like with a guy like him, if if you're taking a guy and literally his nickname's Ant and you just don't ever see him being like a guy who can really really carry your team to a championship it's it's not ideal right you you'd rather take a, a like a risk on a guy who you think has a higher ceiling oh yeah Trust uh, and dick yes dick yeah i think well here at dynasty rook we don't preach landing spot as much as other places um because you'll miss out on guys like aj brown um but I think this guy is one of those guys, like Arun said, that it, it definitely depends where he goes. And I think he, he could be that third down back, um, which is kind of a hot take, but it definitely makes sense. Like, I never thought of it like that, but I could see him being, because um, you can't trust rookies. That's another rule that we preach at Dynasty Rook. Don't ever trust a rookie because we're going for championships in fantasy. But this guy could start out as a third down back, and when the lead back goes down, he could take over that feature role. And I could I could definitely see that happening with him because he has the size and the durability, and he's good enough to make that happen. Yeah. Uh, just to be clear, landing spots are important, but you should never take landing spot... You should never let it overpower what you see that's obvious on tape, right? Right. Like a guy like A.J. Brown, we you see his tape... And if you didn't know where he went, you're like, this guy monster. is going to be the best receiver. He's a monster. You shouldn't let landing spot. When you see a guy on tape, you're like, landing spot needs to needs to help where where how his progress is. Like like eh, you're like he doesn't have everything. I need to see where he goes. I think that's a different way. Yeah. But don't let when you yeah. see something and you think it's obvious on the tape. I think we preach trust your gut instinct and trust what you see yeah. on tape. That's why you do the scouting. Definitely go off your rankings, and if you have a couple guys that are really close in your rankings, then you use landing spot to figure out which one you want. All right. Well, perfect. That, that's uh. So I gotta plug my computer in here so we don't die on the pod. Um, that's the first round. So again, to wrap up the first round we had here, 
We had uh, Jonathan Taylor at one, Judy at two, TD Lamb at three, DeAndre Swift at four, J.K. Dobbins at five, Cam Akers at six, T. Higgins, the worst version of Mike Hold Williams, on. At seven. Go back. And we lost you. You're cutting out like a mofo. <laughs> Did you hear me now? Gotcha now. Yes, we yes, do right. have Jonathan Taylor at one. Go for it. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Jonathan Taylor, Taylor one, Jerry Judy at two, T.D. Lamb at three, DeAndre Swift at four, J.K. Dobbins at five, Cam Akers at six, T. Higgins slash 0.5, Mike Williams at seven, Clyde eh, at eight, Michael Pittman Jr. at nine, Woo! Justin Jefferson at 10, Jalen Rager at 11, and Denzel Mims at 12. So let's hop into the second round. Um, before we kind of go through here, this is where we had the first quarterbacks taken off the board. Um, I haven't played in a Superflex Dynasty League before, but I know a lot of attention is being put on these quarterbacks, so I want to talk about them for a second. Um, the first quarterback we had off the board in our mock draft was Joe Burrow at 202. And then the second one and the only other one, other one we had in our two-round mock, rookie mock draft was Tua at 208. Um, I just kind of want to get your initial thoughts on these players. I know... That landing spot is has to be important for quarterbacks. You see quarterbacks kind of live or, live or die about where they are. Um, there's talks about how Miami might be trading up and trying to get the number one pick. Um, so let's kind of talk about Tua, Burrow, and what you think about these guys on the tape and what you think about them based on landing spot. Who wants to go first? Yeah, I'll just go real quick. Uh, Joe Burrow is the real deal. He doesn't have elite arm strength. But he has accuracy, he has decision-making, and he has poise, which are the top three traits of a quarterback. This guy goes through his reads, doesn't panic, makes the play that the defense gives him, and he could take your soul out of your fucking chest, <laughs> throw it on the ground, stomp on it, and then throw a touchdown in the same play. So I fucking love Joe Burrow. I think Tua um, is definitely hurt by his injury history. But I think that kind of offsets um, the hype that had Tua going super early and having that team in Alabama. So I think these are pretty good spots. And when you're talking about real man fantasy scoring, which is non-PPR and six-point quarterback touchdowns, then quarterbacks become very valuable and you need one of those top-tier quarterbacks to win you a fantasy championship. So, do so Arun and Kyle, do you think if you need a quarterback here, and we've seen it in the past, Dick took Mahomes in the third round, I got Deshaun in the third round. If you need a quarterback here, do, do you see these guys as, as savers for your dynasty team, either one or both? I do. Um, I love both these quarterbacks. I'm high on both of them. Uh, Joe Burrow, I get flashbacks to Baker, and I was extremely high on Baker. Because he's smoking that cigar, dude. <laughs> yeah. Right. I mean, he didn't have a great year too, but I think those are more mental issues than his actual ability on the field. And hopefully he bounces back. But going back to Burrow, there are three things that I look at, or let's say two things that are important to me when looking at quarterbacks. It's hard to watch film on quarterbacks because a lot of the times they're putting up video game numbers in college. And so the two stats that I care about are completion percentage and adjusted pass yards per attempt. He had a close to a 78% completion percentage, which is wild. And he had an AYA of 12.53 his senior year. So for those that so don't know- So what's adjusted? Yeah, sorry, go ahead. So the adjusted pass yards per attempt, it assigns a value to interceptions and touchdowns, and it's your average per attempt. Hmm. So yards, interception, touchdowns. 
and they found that it does show signal and significance for production in the NFL. So he had a monster 12.53, which is really good. He had a college QBR of in the 99th percentile, 60 TDs. That's the that most ridiculous stat I've ever heard. 60. 60. It's fucking gnarly. It makes sense. Over 5,500 yards passing. Um, I, I would say the only downside is he only did it for one year. But, I mean, who cares? I mean, he was the best player in college football. Yeah. That's more so. than the NFL record, and they play 16 <laughs> goddamn games. Before you go to Tua, do you, do you have any qualms about, I mean, I think a lot of people consider Cincinnati a pretty decent landing spot. Any any problem if he goes to Miami? No, I just, I think good quarterbacks figure it out. Um, and Miami is rebuilding. I think they're heading in the right direction. They're gathering picks. I don't, maybe it's not great for his year one outlook, but I don't, I don't really care where Burrow goes. I think he's a real deal, like Nick said. No, fair enough. Kyle, any thoughts about uh, on Burrow until we get let Sal talk about it? Cl- Clyde had 16 touchdowns. That's like, you could take six of those and add them to Joe Burrow. He wasn't running a system <laughs> fucking offense. It's like, he's yeah, running Joe's a not offense and that's 60. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I've never seen anything quite like Joe Burrow's season. It was just unbelievable start to finish. The guy made a play out of absolutely nothing every time. He had Are we going to call him Joe Exotic now? That's a given. I mean, there's, there's no <laughs> doubt about that. Yeah. The guy, the guy was phenomenal start to finish. He has a swagger about him. He has a confidence. Um, he's exciting. I think that he definitely is worth a pick in the second round, especially over these like tier three ish running backs that people are kind of re- taking. I think that if you don't have that elite uh, quarterback, and you're kind of okay in other positions. I definitely think both Joe Burrow and two are um, players you should definitely are worth taking a risk in the second round. Give me your thoughts on Tua Rune. I know you like him too, and we can go to me and our live producer. If we can tell you how much I want him to be a fucking Charger. <laughs> I love Tua. Um, I think there's a strong argument to be made if he wasn't injured that he would be the first pick in this draft. Agreed. And this is, and this is why. His adjusted pass yards per attempt were higher than Burroughs before he got hurt. And his career AYA is an entire entire yard greater than anyone in the history of college football ever to put. That's how good this guy is. He's two years younger than Burrow. As a freshman in Alabama, he came into the national championship game and won him a championship. Yeah, like this dude is just made for the bright lights. And I love production at a young age, and Tua's done it better than any other quarterback. Um, there is a risk with injury, so I think the only way he doesn't make it in the NFL is if his injuries flare up. So there is that risk. Uh, but outside of that, I absolutely love Tua. You have a degen bet, right, on Tua? I do. KFAM doesn't think he'll ever be a QB1, which I'm going to win easily. Yeah, QB, after KFAM takes Kyler Murray in the first round of our mock draft last year, and he immediately becomes a, T, a QB1. But I mean, I completely agree with you on Tua. I cannot wait for the Chargers to fucking trade up for him if they don't get Cam. I, I, Taylor, Taylor, tell me you agree with me. You're all in the Tua train, right? Uh, I would love that. I love that. My main thing though is he has what in the last 13 months two what, two ankle injuries and now the hip injury. So like Rune said, if he can just stay healthy, you know that's number one. But I- I'm almost scared for his career if he becomes a Charger because he will probably get hurt because this fucking sucks for us. Yeah, and that's our luck. Again, like everyone is going to question, is he 
going to be healthy? Is he not? And that's going to be with him his whole career. So um, just get used to talking about that with Tua. You know, unless he can start putting up Russell Wilson like numbers and put that behind him. But you know, we had to see that. So hey, listen, if Tua goes to the Chargers somehow. That is year one production fantasy wise. Yeah, he is set up everywhere. He has, he has Eckler for his for his dump offs. He has Justin Jackson, a, a running back who can run behind him. He has Mike Williams. He has Keenan Allen. He has Hunter Henry. That is the ideal spot for a rookie quarterback. It really is, especially if they're going to get to sit behind Tyrod for a little bit and kind of learn the way the offense runs. This is really the only reason I want to be on this QB tight end pod because I want to talk about. Tua going to the Chargers. And I think they've really set it up. They've they've stacked up the blind side on the right side of the line for him. They've done this to try and go get Tua Tungavailoa. And I've even learned how to pronounce his name because I love nice. him so much. I want him to be a Charger. I want him to be a Charger. Arun, you can have TD Lamb. I just want Tua to be a Charger. The Chargers had such a great offseason. It would be perfect for him. Any, any thoughts on Tua, Kyle and Dick? Love him. I like him. I want to oh! see what he could do. I like him. He doesn't love him. Tell me tell me why, Dick. Well, I fucking love Joe Burrow. I can tell you that much. <laughs> I know. We heard about that. You already, you already yeah, said that. I mean, if, if if you look at it, he had Najee Harris at running back. I mean, this is just like the Alabama whole thing all over again. He had uh, Jerry Judy at receiver. He had Devontae Smith at receiver. And he had Henry Ruggs at receiver. And Henry Ruggs was third best receiver on that team. You could say the same thing for Burrow, though, right? I mean, yeah, but he had 16 touchdowns. Yeah, I guess Tua was on pace for, like, what, 50 or something like that? I heard he was on, like, some crazy pace. Um, But he's not running a spread offense. He's running a pro-style offense. Um, But I'm not going to, like, bet. Again, same thing with Swift. I'm not going to bet on a guy that injured his hip. You know what I mean? It's like, he's not perfectly healthy. I could say that much. What I but, but, do want to know is, I know you want the Chargers to take Tua, and I don't think Justin Herbert was taken in this draft, but would you be down for Justin Herbert to the Chargers? I think if you're going to take Justin Herbert, I just think the Chargers... Bear this, Bear. This is fucking French people. Um, he's not <laughs> French, but anyways. Um, I just think, and we can talk about this more on the QB Titan pie. I didn't want to get too much into this, but... The Chargers have such a window of opportunity. They have such a good team. It's not worth it for them to take a guy that they know is going to take a couple of years. I I would love taking a Tua or a Joe Burrow or going and getting Cam Newton. It's just we the Chargers fans, the the few fans that, that are here are thirsty for a win. They want to be good and they have the potential to be good. They have a defense this year that is going to be top five in the league guaranteed. The defense is phenomenal. They have offensive weapons all over the field and a revamped offensive line. They've done a fantastic yeah. job in the front offense there. And to just to just go and take Justin Air Bear and have him sit behind Tyrod <laughs> Taylor, who also I, I love Tyrod Taylor. I think Tyrod Taylor is a great bridge quarterback. Tyrod Taylor yeah. is not going to win us a Super Bowl. And like that should be the quarterback the in, in round one of this draft because you have Tyrod. Let's, you know what I mean? We'll get to we'll get into this on the QB tight end, okay, but okay. it's just it's it's ridiculous that the Chargers have a window of opportunity because their team is so good all around, especially on the defensive side of ball. It would yeah. be a shame if they threw it away by just letting Justin Air Bear sit behind Tyrod Taylor all year and then just 
just being trash and losing to the fucking Raiders and just yeah. making me want to fucking hurt myself. Do you always forget how good the Chargers defense is? I was playing Madden. I've been playing Madden because we're fucking, we have all fucking day at home, which is working from home and everything. Dude, the Chargers D is unstoppable. It's insane. We've definitely, we've definitely overstayed our Chargers welcome on this podcast, I think. Um, but the ideal situation this for is me your is year, gonna, right? This is your it, year. It's my year, son. You know it. it <laughs> I want to end Cam. I want Tua and Cam, to be honest. I think Cam, Tua learning for a year under Cam would be fantastic. And Cam, his value in the market has obviously gone down. Um, but Good I think we're going to get to that a little bit later. Let's let's get back to the let's get back to the second round. I, I, I yeah. can talk about the Chargers all day and no one wants to hear that. No. So let's talk about the second round. In the second round, we had uh, Taylor Chuck Henry Ruggs the third. First, someone wrote a comment here in the second, which is pretty gnarly. Uh, so T- Henry Ruggs third goes first. Joe Burrow goes second. LaVisca Sheenault goes third. Zach Moss, a.k.a. Royce Freeman 2.0, goes fourth. Tyler Johnson goes fifth. Brandon Ayuk, sixth. Brian Edwards, seventh. Tua, eighth. A.J. Dillon, ninth. Antonio Gandy-Golden in the running for best names of the draft goes tenth. Eno Benjamin, eleventh. And Keyshawn Vaughn, twelfth. So we had a couple receivers here, a couple running backs go here uh let's start with the receivers anyone here that you think was a steal any guys you really like here um we can start with kyle or rune whoever wants to go one of them anybody one of they don't like anyone here no one likes anybody i mean i think that (laughs) it's all pretty pretty laid out how how it could how it could go in an actual draft um brian edwards uh i'm gonna i just want to touch on him a little bit this guy yes, had please. so much potential to be an elite tier one with the other two big names he is just he, he's six three he uh he didn't run the combine but he's fast as shit why uh that that is that is his huge downside and it sucks his breakout age is 17.8 which is extremely young it's i think 100th percentile um he could take a hit. He makes circus catches. If you watch this guy, he can cut even with his big size. He he's quick, um, but he tore his meniscus. He's had a shoulder injury. He had another knee arthroscopy two years after, and now he has a broken foot. And so oh. that is very alarming. That's a lot of different injuries that we don't like. Um, having a second knee surgery is just as alarming as having a broken foot um and that sucks and that makes his stock just go way down and it sucks i I like him when he plays so much but i just i don't think i could take that guy in this draft at all unless he falls to me and maybe the third round then i could take him but it's just too much going on with that guy it's probably the same way nfl execs feel and that's kind of why he's yeah gonna he's gonna go late too. dick thoughts on brian edwards the second round yeah i mean i had him at the very top of tier two um and when you break your foot as a receiver that's like your entire money maker right there you're cutting off your feet and this guy is so fucking twitchy he's ah, it's just such a sad story but this is one of those guys that if everyone is off, if everyone takes them off their board because of all these injuries, you go get them in the third or fourth yeah. round, like Kyle was saying. Nah, fair enough. Um, 
Any other receivers you like here, Aaron? Any other receivers or running backs? What do you like here about the second round? I do have a steal for the second round, and I think the steal of the second round was A.J. Dillon. Woo! Big, picked hey, by uh, ours truly, Dick Navis. Lego. Yeah, he went way too late. I think by the time drafts happen this summer, he's going to be going top of the second. Uh, some people might steal into the first if they need a running back. But this dude is... Huge upside. We're talking a more compact Derrick Henry. Six foot, 247 pounds. Derrick what? Uh, have Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry. What? No, Derrick Derek what? Fucking Henry. Fucking <laughs> Henry. Sorry, continue. Um, so yeah, six foot, 247 pounds. Ran a 4.53. Double digit touchdown scorer all three years. 14, 11, 15. 96 percentile BMI. And 97th percentile burst score. He's going to run over you. He's fast enough to take it to the house, just like we've seen Derrick Henry do time and time again. Uh, he's just an exciting prospect, and there's too much upside for him to go that late in the second. So that was a pick I loved. Yeah, I think that's what Dick said. He's, he's a guy who he will run over you, and he will score touchdowns yeah. at the next level. Those are two things we don't know how many, but there are two things that will happen at the next level, and he's not scared of it. So, I mean, that's with those kind of athletic stats, it's pretty awesome to see. Um, yeah. He's severely underrated. It is like ridiculous how underrated he is. I don't know if Sal, if you have any like input on how underrated he is. Yeah, he's extremely underrated. I mean, I'd rather have him than Clyde Edwards. Eh, <laughs> like <laughs> all day. There's nothing eh about this guy. <laughs> I mean, I'd have him over Zach Moss. Definitely like over that. Zach Moss. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Zach Moss, dude. He jumps fucking... 41 inches <laughs> and he's 250. <laughs> That's fucking insane. Imagine him jumping 41 inches and stepping on you at 250 pounds. Yeah. So that's, that's just straight power. Yeah. As a Steelers fan, there's two running backs that need to be Steelers. And that's if Jonathan Taylor falls to us in the second round, because remember, we don't have a first round pick because we got Mika Fitzpatrick. That's the best trade ever. And then if AJ Dillon gets on the Steelers, we're going back to Steelers football, running the goddamn ruck. James Conner is still going to be playing, but if we have a freak athlete at 230 or 240 or 250 for AJ Dillon, it's going to be just chaos. Chaos! Yeah, no, I, I, he's he's definitely an athletic freak there. Um, so, I mean, the, the second round, I think it's still kind of in flux. I think, from, I think the second round and, and, and deeper is where landing spots will start to matter a lot more. Um, so yeah. where you, you kind of have to look this stuff. So before we, uh, before we kind of move on, I know people have done some tight ends research here. Do you guys want to talk about tight ends research or do you guys want to talk about, or, or actually, first of all, is anyone kind of outside of this list on our rookie mock draft that you guys yeah. think we should talk about today? That should be, yeah. should have been drafted in our two, in their two round I mock. I think, I think somebody is going to pick, uh, Henry Ruggs in the first round. Um, so thank God Dynasty Rook knows what they're doing and they take him in the second round. But I think one, I know Kyle loves this guy, but I think one guy that could keep moving up is Van Jefferson. Oh, yeah. Out of Florida. Oh, yeah. Van, ahead, our, frat star Van Jefferson. Yeah, who got him? What did you say? You're like, does this guy go? He's a frat star, dude. A white guy from Cornell. <laughs> frat star Van Jefferson, bro. He, he is just oh like God. like a I can't even he's, he's like Justin Jefferson but worse like a Justin Jefferson point five and it's funny he's like a Van Jefferson 
He is quick. He can he um, plucks the ball. He he's a plucker. He's a plucker. He's quick. Uh, the the downsides and why he's kind of so late. He did have a Jones fracture, and he is 24 years old. Late breakout age. Um, didn't really do too much, but he didn't really have much help from Florida quarterbacks. But I love Van too. What do you what do you think about him? Dick? Yeah, I think he's he's got the top three traits that you want in a receiver, and that's hands catcher, obviously number one. He's a great route runner, only behind Jerry Judy in this entire class, and he comes back to the football. So if you run a great route and you come back to the football, that's separation in the NFL. They'll find you. Quarterbacks and then will find you finish you. it with a hands catch, and you get yards. So I think he might not be he might not be great at anything else, but he has those top three traits. And I could see people taking a move on him in the second. Because guess what? You ain't getting him in the damn third <laughs> if people know what they're doing. So I hope he goes to a very solid situation. Maybe somebody that waits on a receiver and then pulls the trigger on Van Jefferson. Um, but I think he could definitely move up into the second round by the time the drafts come. What do you so think about Jeff- I got a question for the host since the host gets asked all the fucking questions. I'm the I want to know rule, your thoughts on Tyler Jefferson. Just kidding. Van Jefferson. Justin <laughs> Jefferson. Tyler Johnson. Tyler Johnson. Tyler I, Tyler Johnson. Tyler Johnson I love Tyler Johnson. He's he just I've always fell in love with these these guys who can go above and through people and make catches. Like I fell in love with Mike Williams, fall in love with AJ Brown. Like Tyler Johnson's tape is sick as fuck. Um, I know, I know the concerns. The concerns are his speed off the line. Um, but I think he does enough to be a quarterback's best friend. He led the league in slot catches last year. Oh, sorry. Led the, led the nation and catches out. Sorry. And catches off a slant last year. And, um, he's just, he's just, he loves to moss people in the red zone. He loves to yeah. moss people in the red zone. He does. The, the yeah. catch he had against he Auburn, where he had the one-hander that he brought down, like he's just—he's someone that I just fall fell in love with on the tape. And I know that I'm going to be able to get him in the fucking third round or the fourth round. And so Ooh. I'm going to go scoop him up. And I think he is a guy with a lot of potential. Yeah, um, remember we I talked do. about him last year in Dick's deep dives, mm-hmm. and we thought he should go back to school, and he did go back to school. Um. One thing I want to add to Tyler Johnson is he had a teammate named Bateman. And Bateman Bateman outshined Tyler Johnson. So be on the lookout next year. And he was just that that's why in Dick's Deep Dives I had him lower than we did last year. But Rashad Bateman. 1,200 yards, 11 touchdowns last year. Son of Jason Bateman. Works for the cartel. Yeah. Yeah. The only other guy, going back to what uh, your question of who else can be in here, is Devin Duvernay. Because Colin Johnson was a huge prospect last year, and Devin Devin Duvernay just took over after Colin Johnson got injured. Um, Definitely a landing spot type of guy, but he's just a bowling ball that runs a 4-3, and he's a monster. So that's one other guy I can see. I can see Keyshawn Vaughn falling out of the second round just because lack of uh, elite athleticism. Um, but yeah, 
the second round of this class, like we talked about at the beginning of the pod, is just insane. There's first round guys in the second round. So if you could trade up to the second, that would be a perfect move. Yeah, and then there's just straight athletes like Lim Bowden, call, um, hey. Antonio Gibson, who played multiple positions. Um, hey. If they land in the right hands of a coach who's ready to just put them anywhere, um, that that those could be some, some sleeper guys too that could slip into the late second round. Yeah, I agree. Um, I get the one thing I was thinking about doing mock drafts like fucking seven rounds. I'm an idiot, but I have way too much time <laughs> on my hands. But Lynn Bowden going to the Patriots would be insane because <laughs> he, when Julian Edelman retires, he could definitely take over that role. He can be the emergency quarterback. Like we talked about in Dick's Deep Dives, he was. Kentucky's quarterback because the first string went down, the second string went down, and he had to play quarterback. And he had almost fifteen hundred yards rushing and like fourteen touchdowns. Yeah, and he won the, the guy's a monster, right? After he like punched the other team's coach, it was it was insane. <laughs> the guy's wild. <laughs> yeah, I saw it on Twitter. Yeah, someone on Twitter was like, like someone said something about Lynn Bowden, and then someone commented like, "Is that the guy that punched the guy?" And then Lynn Bowden like commented like and then what happened <laughs> and then he put up like 250 all-purpose or more than that yeah yeah he he's did. insane he's definitely an athlete that get him the ball and let him do what he do if you know what i mean <laughs> all right anything else in the second round or the box draft or should we uh get into some bonus questions on our favorite teams because i think that's what uh i'm most interested in hearing if you want to go through the the rookie Mock draft 1.0. One more time. Number one pick, Jonathan Taylor. Number two, Jerry Judy. C.D. Lamb. DeAndre Swift. J.K. Dobbins. Cam Akers. T. Higgins. Clyde. Eh? Michael Pittman Jr. Woo! Justin Jefferson. Jalen Rager and Denzel Mims close out the first round. In round two, we had Henry Ruggs the third go first. Joe Burrow second. LaVisca Sheenault, third. Zach Moss, fourth. Tyler Johnson, fifth. Brandon Ayuk, sixth. Brian Edwards, seventh. Tua Tungavailoa, eighth. AJ Dillon, ninth. Antonio Gandy-Golden, tenth. Eno Benjamin, eleventh. And Keyshawn Vaughn, twelfth. So that was our rookie mock draft 1.0. Before we leave you today, I have a couple questions for my fellow podcasters, which I... I'm interested to hear because we're in a social quarantine. I don't get to talk to you guys as much. So I'm going to use this podcast to take the opportunity to do this. Um, start with Arun. Arun, you guys got a lot of picks in silver and black. I, I know you have a lot of opportunity here. Yes. Give me yes. Give me your ideal draft. Who do you want to be a yes. Raider after the draft in a couple weeks coming up? Raider. So we don't have a second round pick. So the, we have two firsts. So at 12... We have to pick either Judy or Lamb. Like, I'm just going to be heartbroken if we don't take a receiver. And I've seen some mocks say we're taking rugs, and I'm going to be heartbroken again if we take <laughs> rugs. Like, we do not need rugs. We need an alpha right now. Yeah. So, at 12, I'm hoping it's Lamb or Judy. Uh, slight preference towards Lamb at this point. And at 19, I don't think CJ Henderson's going to be there. Um, so that'd kind of be cheating. He's the cornerback from Florida, but mm-hmm. 
I'd take either Kenneth Murray, the linebacker, or Patrick Queen out of LSU, or Patrick Queen sick. Jalen Johnson, the corner out of Utah, or AJ Terrell out of Clemson. Guess where Jalen a- Johnson's from? Fresno. Fresno. <laughs> Fresno. Lego. He's, He's nice, man. Him. He shut down the Pac-12. Yeah. So looking at corner that second pick, huh? Yeah, I think they got to go corner or linebacker second pick and wide receiver at 12. There are some mocks that say they go corner with C.J. Henderson at 12 and then whatever receivers left at 19. But then I just ugh, I feel like we're going to miss out on the top two and then you're kind of reaching a little. Fair so enough. that's my preference. And and since we're talking about Raiders receivers, I know you I know you had a had a had a feeling about this. What do you think about Rex Ryan going after Amari Cooper the other day? Gar- complete garbage, right? Garbage, right? What did he say? Oh, he was like, he, he, sorry, go ahead, Aaron. Tell him. He called him. He was like, I would not have paid that turd. He doesn't show up against top corners. Like, he called him a turd on live TV. Oh, fuck, my computer, fuck. Sick <laughs> name is just Are spit on all of his computer. Amari Cooper started his career with two 1,000 yards receiving years. Like, that's. Uh, no, Rex God, just went after. Up. He went. He basically attacked him for no reason, said he doesn't show up on the road, doesn't show up in playoff games, and just, and just ripped the shit out of him. Like, Rex Ryan, you're the fucking worst, dude. You should be the last person yeah. talking. But it was pretty ridiculous. I think he was just looking for some sort of. <laughs> get some sort of effect on the people in these COVID times and get some yeah, too to much quarantine, about. dude. But that was Amari's still in your top ten dynasty receivers, right? He's a, in the conversation, correct? For sure, yeah. Top ten, top, top ten. Yeah. Yep. He's young. If you don't count this rookie class, what what's your Amari value right now? What would you give? Would you give up one hundred three for Amari? Well, I just have like Sorry. problems with Amari because he fucking drops balls and it hurts Derek Carr's persona because the Raiders can't fucking catch a fucking ball for like the last 10 years. And then you finally give him Amari Cooper and he has 2,000 yard seasons and he just, I don't know. So it sounds like you're butthurt. (laughs) I mean, I'm butthurt, but also he's not like he's not like a Julio. He's not like a AB. He doesn't have that like dog mentality. He needs to, he's going to dominate second corners but he's gonna be on and off with top corners didn't realize we had rex ryan on the podcast today (laughs) i mean i'm not calling him a turd (laughs) but i'm just saying he's not the shit if you know what i mean (laughs) okay fair enough so rune has judy or rune's ideal draft is having judy or cd or td lamb going at 12 to the raiders and then taking a corner at 19 yeah so you don't have a second round pick but you have three Third round, round picks. picks Do you know who you want in the third round? I would I'm want thinking another like guard, right? Well, offensive line guard, and then depending on whether we took linebacker or corner at 19, the other position to fill. Well, I don't know the players deep. that deep into the third round, so sorry. <laughs> you guys got a lot of picks though, so you have a, a lot of a lot of moves to be made. Who else has a lot of picks are the Philadelphia Eagles. And we know what the Eagles need, right, Kyle? What do the Eagles need? They desperately need a receiver. They need a receiver or two receivers. They need two receivers. Easily. So who do you I mean, want? The only one they really have they double is dip. Our, they double dip. Whiteside and like Greg Ward and Deshaun Jackson. Who who even knows if the guy's healthy or not? So that's really all. Shout out Jaws, though, friend of the show. 
Shout out Josh, yeah. I think he'll have a bounce back season this year. Um, but who do you want? If you t- you're taking receivers of this draft, who do you want going to the Eagles? Well, obviously I want TD or Judy. Let's be realistic, though. That likely won't happen. Um, I know that the Eagles are favoring speed. They want someone to take over that Deshaun Jackson role. They've been dying for it for like four years now. They went for Mike Wallace. He got injured game one the two years ago. They went for Jackson last year, got injured game two last year. They just Every time they get that guy with speed, um, he gets injured. So we just need a, a reliable guy. Um, so I see a lot of people on the Eagles insiders taking guys like Rager at 21. Um, he has that speed. He's dynamic. He's a freak athlete. Um, he's had some concentration catch issues, you know, in college, but I know he's also frustrated with his situation. His quarterback wasn't very good. Um, I've seen even people talking like Ayuk and like maybe the second round or even the first round. I know he's sliding up drafts because he has that dynamic speed. Um, what do you think about that, Garo? Ayuk is a nerd, dude. He's a <laughs> fucking nerd. His tape is all about speed. I know you took him in the mock trap. His That's tape what I'm is saying, just though. That's what And then he ran like a four or five. Teams are combine. listening to and seeing what the Chiefs did, and they just got speed, and it works for them. And a lot of teams are trying to mimic that because it was clearly successful. They won a Super Bowl with it. So if you can set up a guy like Ayuk in the right situation – then he could succeed. I mean, he's not going to be the number one receiver on the team. So it'd be more, it'd be much better if you were able to get him in the second round. But I know that they are looking for a speed uh, wide receiver. Obviously, I would love to see Justin Jefferson there. I think he's my... That's ideal. He's my third favorite receiver. I think if we can get someone like Jefferson and then maybe go for a speed guy in like the third or fourth round or even get like a Van Jefferson in the fourth round, that'd be super ideal. Um, there's just so many receivers in this draft that if they fuck this up and don't get two good receivers, I'll be pissed off. Um, I think realistically, 21, I'd like to see Jefferson or Rager there. Um, hmm. Yeah. And Do you feel good about What was our nickname for Justin Jefferson again? What was that? What was our nickname oh, for Justin Jefferson? Oh, yeah. Pluxton Jefferson. Jefferson or Rager. <laughs> yeah. I think that that's the ideal situation. Um, I would love to just say, fuck it and go first and second round. Get like a like a Mims in the second or someone who's just a beast who can play you know, yeah. off that speed receiver that we get in the first. Let JJ do his thing and not have to be that featured back uh, receiver when he wasn't drafted to be that. Um, there's just so many Because options. you guys have, have Alshon... Fucking Jeffrey, oh, Alshon, who but. is out out of the he's out of the loop now, and then Mike Wallace is out of the loop. I don't think Mike so Wallace needs is on the someone team to fill like Wallace? both roles. No, that was right? two years ago. I don't think he's on the team anymore. But like, you need that deep threat. Yeah, that's what so I'm you need, saying. Like, we have Deshaun. Either one or two guys. Yeah. And I think, like you were saying, if Jerry Judy falls to there, that kind of fills both roles. It's unlikely, but though. if you could get an alpha guy and a speed yes. guy, like you need both. Yeah, I forgot to mention Alshon. There was a lot of talk that we were going to try to trade him or waive him. That doesn't look like it's going to happen anymore because I think we already passed the time of guaranteed money. So it looks like he will stay on the team. Um, and value is probably not there for Alshon either, huh? Not anymore. He's on the wrong side of, of 30 now. Um, he was potentially caught up in some talks, talking bad about Wentz. They didn't really know. And then people were suspecting it was Alshon coming out and saying things. Who knows? But Don't you we need two receivers, dare. and there are plenty of options in this draft. 
Yeah, it's a yeah. good draft for you guys. I know on Get Up the other day, they had the Eagles. Their bold prediction was the Eagles getting the one, the now one by in the NFC playoffs next year, just because the division is such trash. So take it. Maybe, <laughs> maybe it happens. Um, before we go, well, I think fucking Dak Prescott 30 million so they don't have money for any good players. <laughs> before we go, I had one more thing. Dick, I heard that famous Jameis might be going to the Steelers. Please, please, please tell me you're down. Because I know, I know that Mike Tomlin's the right coach for him. I do. Arun, you agree with me here, right? Tomlin's the right coach for Jameis Winston. Somebody strict and would pull him out if he keeps throwing interceptions, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he does he doesn't even have to be in generally, but please tell he's a good backup. He he's been known to take risks with the guys like this. He took Vic a while back. Um what do you think, Dick? So besides the fact that I think he'd be too expensive. No um, one wants him. No. But Tomlin, I mean, let's be real. Tomlin is a good coach for anyone. Let's just let's not just not Jameis. But one thing we do value in Steeler football is on our defense we want to get turnovers and on our offense we want to avoid turnovers well, well, the that's James why we run list. the ball that's why we get play action and yes exactly that's why james winston is off the list baby <laughs> well fair but, enough uh anything else we want to talk about today on the pod no nah, i think we're good. check out yeah, I think we do have something in the works, though, right? Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, I forgot. So we have, so we're trying to create as much much content as we can for you because we know everyone's bored at home running marathons and reading books and doing things that they never thought they'd be doing. Bored and running marathons, and and, and And doing Rubik's Cubes and all this weird shit that you never thought yeah, you'd be doing. Just you. So, so we yeah. have a new version of a redraft that's coming out. We're having a Rising Stars redraft. We did a redraft of the combined... 2017, 2018, and 2019 classes. And as we went to thread through it, I can tell you these classes were strong. There are people in the second round who are first round dynasty talents. These are these are the guys that you should be tar- targeting in dynasty. These are the young guys that will change your team and help lead you to a championship. But I believe three out of the five people have here on this podcast have. The other two hopefully we'll have soon. Good luck, guys. Uh, But we have that coming out in the pod soon. Be sure to check out the mock draft 1.0 that we have on the website and Dick's deep dives wide receivers that we had out earlier this week. All the receivers. You don't have to scout anybody. Just listen to Dick's deep dives. And we skipped tight ends today. I know Arun and Kyle started doing their tight end scouting today. There are some good tight ends in here too, right guys? Can we get get one tight end from each of you guys? Kyle, tell me. Go ahead. For the folk. One time for the folk. Well, mine isn't very exciting. He's kind of the consensus one, but Adam Troutman uh, out of Dayton. Great name. Great, Great name. name. Uh, 6'5", 250 pounds. Um, just, just look at his tape. 14 touchdowns his senior year, and almost all of them he's just mossing someone. Uh, hmm. Exciting to watch. Um, could definitely be like a late third through fifth round guy you just nab if you want to tight end to develop so adam troutman and i know that arun texted us earlier today saying he fell in love with the tight end today while scouting who is that arun that i did his name is albert okue bunam also known as bigo out of missouri sick nickname 
He's 6'6", 258, ran a 4.49. Jesus. Explosive, and the route that he was most successful in college was the seam route. He just destroyed defenses with it. And if you know anything about the NFL, tight ends run a lot of seam routes. He had early production, which I love. Huge touchdown market share his freshman year. He had 11 touchdowns as a freshman in college, guys. That is a massive stat. Athleticism check, early production check, got the ball. Um, I'm excited to see what he can do. I'm high on him. Uh, I haven't done too much tight end research, but I did fall in love with his tape. Just, I love him, by the way. Just, just hey yo, ooh, I really, yo, no, tidbit, tidbit. No, I, I was talking to my roommate Lounge, who's done a lot of scouting on him as well, and he is. He's really good. And he gets separation. He's making catches in the goal line on the end zone like a receiver. He looks like a receiver. Um, he He's really good, man. Like everyone was saying, that seam route is deadly. He's he's always open. He's running corner routes. He's open in the flat. He's good, good separation. So it's hopefully we can talk about it on the next pod too. Or we will. Taylor, you're going to join us for QBs and tight ends, correct? I'd love to be on, yeah. Beautiful. I know we got a lot. We got a lot in today. I want to thank Arun and Kyle for joining us. It was a pleasure. I hope you guys will join us again soon. I know you guys are bored in the quarantine and also fall in <laughs> love with multiple prospects. So I'm sure we'll see you again soon. Um, always, as always, thank you, Dick, for deep diving with us in the rookie mock draft. Please check out the rookie mock draft on the website and also Dick's deep dives of wide receivers that came out. We got two hours of 36 receivers. Everything you need to know about the receivers in this All class. It is. It's fantastic. Everything you know about receivers and Rubik's Cubes is on this podcast. <laughs> Be sure to check it out. Um, and we'll see you for QBs and tight ends soon. Thanks for joining. Cheers, guys. See you guys. Cheers. Cheers. See you guys. Later. Stay safe out there. This has been another episode of the Dynasty Rook podcast. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Dynasty Rook. And we will see you next time. Hey!